We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, Ancestry.com. The results came back 100% tool. You're listening to them right now. It's Bowerly on uh, WBEN. Good to uh, have you with us. And, uh, you know, this this whole genealogy thing is uh, absolutely fascinating. And uh, 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 we're, we're doing the good, the bad, and the ugly of DNA tests. Who ever thought, who ever thought when, when you were born that you'd be able to submit a cheek swab or a vial of spit and find out about from where you come in the world and whether you have relatives that might be unknown to you and a little bit too close for comfort. Like, I think it was our first caller today, had a son he didn't even know about as a result of a one-night stand. And the son contacted him, uh, has expressed uh, no further uh, contact, but I think the caller uh, should at least make the attempt. I think it would be good for him because he's of advanced years, and, uh, you know, you might as well see if uh, the child, who is now a fully grown man with kids of his own, is interested in uh, just putting a face to the name and uh, having a uh, conversation. I think that might be very helpful and beneficial. It was a one-night stand. The guy who called in had no idea that he'd impregnated the young lady, and uh, it, it, it I hate the expression, but it is what it is. It's uh, nine minutes after three at News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, and, and family resemblances can be startling, startling. And there is, <laughs> there, my great grandfather had a certain look, okay, a certain shape of face, a certain kind of eyeglass he wore. Watching TV one night, a guy, has the same surname spelled just a little bit differently, which was not uncommon when they moved from Montreal to the United States. I was looking at a carbon copy of my great-grandfather. I immediately reached out to the guy and uh, put I, I got in touch with him and sent him the picture of uh, great-grandfather. I still have no idea what our connection is, but there absolutely is a relationship there. There, there is, there is, they, they could have been twins. Let's put it that way. So if they could have been twins and they've got the same surname and the guys from Illinois, which uh, a lot of my family uh, settled in, uh, he, he's a, he's a, a but the, the chances of actually looking up and seeing this guy on TV, I did a double take how come my great-grandfather, who died in 1926, how come he's being interviewed on TV? Some secret longevity thing? He was the, uh, he was the guy who was the clap doctor in Buffalo. Best clap doctor in Buffalo. Yep, that's my family legacy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Sue in uh, Lancaster. Sue, uh, you are on WBEN. You've got a DNA, good, bad, or ugly story. Oh, it's a great story i think um my dad is 91 and about 30 years ago he made some comments that he'd never thought his father was his father 
And I thought that was a really odd thing to say. Okay, Dad, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do about it, right? So five years ago, my mom passes, and he says it again. I was, I was like, Dad, why do you think that? He said, growing up, they never celebrated their anniversary. There were no wedding pictures around. And whenever, I remember growing up, whenever they got in a fight, my dad would always mention some guy from Canada. I said, do you want to get to the bottom of this? Uh, he's like, how? I said, you want to spit in the tube? I can get your DNA. So <laughs> spit in the tube, got the DNA, and his father is not his father. As he suspected. Yep. And you know what? You would think you'd be angry, but he was relieved to know that what he thought his whole life actually was um, confirmed. So he, for someone who could have been angry, you know, nobody ever told me, blah, blah, blah. He was actually relieved and brought me joy that he could close that nagging question. Yeah, those Canadians, they're promiscuous little guys, aren't they? Um <laughs> So, I mean, it's our second Canadian impregnation story in the past two days. But uh, how was the connection made? Your dad spit in a tube, and then how was the connection made? So, because the Internet has everything on it, I did some sleuthing. I found the 1930 census when she was 18 years old working as a housemaid in New York City. And then I found her wedding certificate the following year, she got married in Pennsylvania to a 32-year-old farmer, and my dad was born four months later. Oh, now, my. You're going to tell me in 1930 you're five months pregnant? And no, that, that is not happening. Well, the DNA came No, it, 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 they, there were a lot of there are a lot of people out there who miraculously were born four months after their parents married, or five or six months after their parents married. It, it, it happens. Yeah, but you're not 18 living in New York City and then marrying a 32 year old farmer for Pennsylvania. Well, how does a Canadian dude fit into this? His first cousin, his second cousin, they're all Canadian, and his sister's daughter is not related to any of them. Oh my! Uh, yeah. Active, active indeed. Uh, thank you very much. That's a really, that's a really interesting story. If, if you, uh, was it worth reaching out to the to the family for your dad or not? Well, so he's ninety one. His first cousin was eighty five. So. I certainly can't say, hey, I think one of your relatives knocked up my grandma. It just didn't flow off the tongue very easily. Oh, I do that in a heartbeat. I might put it in perhaps somewhat more poetic terms, but. Okay. I think at this point, just knowing that he was right his whole life just gives him peace, which gives me peace. I'm, I'm glad that your dad I'm glad that your dad has peace but you know what look at it from the other side you might be able to give this 85 year old woman some peace and she might be all alone in the world without knowing that she's at least got somebody who is a blood connection to her you might make her whole day well actually Tom there is an ugly part of the story I grew my whole thinking I was Polish and I'm not I'm Scandinavian I so all those Polish jokes that were thrown my way were unnecessary. 
<laughs> well, they're always stupid anyway, but uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much uh, for the call. I appreciate that. Sure thing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, folks, back in back in the day, uh, and this is well before woke culture, ethnic jokes were big. And Polish jokes were very, very big. And in every Polish joke, the Polish person was basically regarded as stupid and inferior. Uh, and there were a million Polish jokes, and it almost became uh, a cliche. And it was a really sensitive thing here in Buffalo because hey, you're probably well aware of this. We have a lot of people of Polish descent living in uh, in Western New York, and we love our Krupnik. and And the Poles are very welcoming people. Absolutely, uh, Dingus Day every year. You'll find that out. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to John. Uh, in Hamburg on WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. DNA, the good, the bad, the ugly. Maybe you've met family and you stayed in touch. Maybe you tried to meet a family uh, that was a relative and they didn't want anything to do with you. John, you're on WBEN. Hello, Tom. My story is um, my mother was adopted, and I knew that pretty much all my life and grew up. And uh, my father used to say, Back then, the blacks would adopt the blacks. The Irish would adopt the Irish. The Germans would adopt the Germans. So you're German because my mother was adopted by a Rudolph. But it turns out after my sister did a DNA test that not, I am a French-Canadian. So, uh, Which probably makes and, us relatives. And, John, it probably makes and, us relatives. And Polish, too. So, you know. So, again, well, can you can you be a little bit more detailed on how this uh, whole thing got worked out? Well, my mother was 92, 91, 92 in the nursing home. And my sister, you know, heard about this uh, testing and she had her tested. And like I said, back then, my father would say Germans are Germans, uh, would adopt the Germans. Irish would adopt the Germans. Blacks would adopt the blacks. But. It didn't turn out that way because my mother was French Canadian, and uh, it turns out I'm related to uh, the highest scoring Buffalo Bill in uh, history. So <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty wild. Uh, and, and that would be yeah. who? That would be whom? I, I, my Steve Bill's Christie. trivia is a little rusty. Who's the highest scoring Steve, Bill in history? Steve Christie. Oh, okay. really? How about that? Really? Because yeah, his. Uh, wife is my cousin and my 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 grandfather was the eldest and her grandfather was probably younger the youngest or there was five boys so i have pictures of him and all that and it was pretty interesting finding that out and it was like well he's still around here i I wish i would have learned about that 30 years ago when they were in the Super Bowl, you know. Well, he's still around here. He might be listening to the show. Oh no, I've touched base with him. I'm in touch with him since then. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Offhand, you remember any of the uh, French surnames that uh, are in your family? No, I don't. But I remember one thing that a priest once said about the Polish jokes. We were talking about the Polish being dumb. That came about whereas uh, it was. Uh, in Poland is the only place in the world where you'll go north to go skiing and south to go, or north to go 
swimming and south to go skiing. And that's the old never, show. never. I never really looked at it that way. I mean, you've got you've yeah. got Gdansk or Danzig uh, with with the swimming, and uh, I guess you've got mountains down there. Yeah, uh, thank you. I don't know nothing, but it's interesting. Good topic, Tom. Yeah, thank you, I, thank you uh, John. I uh, I appreciate that. Um, look, I, I will continue this if there is interest for a little bit longer. You did a DNA test. We we finished the show that yesterday, and as I've said, it didn't like blow out the phones. But the calls that we took were great stories. Maybe you found relatives who didn't want to be found. Maybe you opened up a whole new family. Now, Alan Harris in WBEN's Traffic Command, he has a whole new family. He was adopted, and. In New York State, if you are adopted, you can get your original birth certificate. That is by law. And you can thank the Democrats for that. The uh, Republicans didn't want that to happen, so sorry. Screw the Republicans on that issue. But if you are uh, adopted, you can get your original birth certificate. And again, it's important um, as... As medicine learns more about disease processes and etiologies or causes, um, the importance of genetics cannot be overlooked. And you will probably, in your family, think about your family. Think about the things that, well, let's see, grandpa had it, mom had it, and now I've got it. There are certain things that are just passed on generation to generation. I mean, I drew the short straw in every single genetic category you could name. That's why I told the lady before, don't you're talking to the wrong guy on that one. But 803, yes, and I do mean every single area. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. DNA Horror Stories. Um, or good stories, uh, Ancestry.com, 23andMe, you see the ads on TV. And again, one of the things that they don't talk about is you might find out, gentlemen, that you had a son from a one-night stand in Florida on spring break that reaches out to you and says, hey, Dad, you say, I think you have the wrong number. And they say, oh, no. We have the we have the genetic proof you are my dad. That could throw you for a loop. I'm sure it's happened to some people listening to the show. And what are you what are you gonna do? Hopefully they're well beyond child support age, say that much. So you can at least establish a relationship if you are so inclined. Uh, you've got some explaining to do if the child was born during the course of your marriage um, and you were on a business trip to Duluth, that's going to require a little bit of explaining or possibly omerta altogether. Um, and, and the same thing with uh, with, with women. Uh, we've heard stories like, like that where um, the, the child that dad thought was his wasn't his. And Canadians seem to play a very big role in this whole thing uh, of um, of, uh, <laughs> of illegitimate births. 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, just not that it really matters, but uh, in terms of the written genealogy, uh, I literally can trace uh, to 1666, the arrival of my mother's side, into Montreal, and there was a lot. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing about the French Canadians: they kept 
amazing records. Now, when you consider the fact that these people were living on eel from the river, they were uh, they were enduring horrific winters, just barely trying to survive. They were under attack by the Iroquois, that's how they say it up there. The fact that they kept and actually were able to preserve records from the 1600s is nothing short of miraculous, and they're very good records. Let's go to Al in uh, Hamburg. Al, you're on WBEN. Hello. Al in Hamburg, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, go ahead, please. Yeah, uh, I got two short stories to share with you, Tom. First of all, uh, I was raised as the oldest of three kids in my family, and uh, when I was about 40, I'm 66 years old now, when I was about 40, my uh, parents invited us over for dinner one night and says, we got to tell you something. Long story short, my father says, uh, something we got to tell you. Your mother and I had sex before I had, uh, before I had a baby, and you got an older brother. So I've got a 100% older brother that we did not know about it, so I, I was in my 40s. So, uh, well, obviously we, your, your parents knew about him. Your parents knew about him. They uh, knew about him, but... They, they knew about him, but they actually put him up for adoption because uh, they were not married. And my mother was 20, and she was petrified to hearing from my father or my grandfather. Uh, he was didn't want her to know him to know about it, so they actually put him up for adoption. And uh, long story short, he found them. He thought he, he looked for his birth mother. Is what the bottom line is. Uh, Chuck is my, my older brother's name, and he looked for my looking for his birth mother, trying to find, you know, some uh, uh, information about his his life and you know his his health history and stuff like that. And uh, he had no idea that he had three younger siblings, myself being the oldest of three. And uh, it's just it's kind of a cool story. But that's a very cool story. You guys, about it. You, you, you guys look alike. Oh. I look in the mirror, and I'm thinking I'm looking in, uh, looking at my brother. I mean, it's it's scary. Yeah, scary it's, good. I look like my father too. Yeah, scary good. Yeah, and the cool part about it, we got to know each other. Uh, you know, he actually, my dad used to work for National Fuel, and I met him. Uh, he came up. They had their family reunion out at Darien Lake, uh, probably in '93 or so. It was the first time I met him, and uh, I, it was we just we hit it off. Uh, my parents went down. To, he was living in Florida at the time. They went down to see him, got to know him after they knew, uh, you know, that he was in the in the picture. The whole story. I mean, I could tell you hours and hours of this story. But uh, my mother actually got a letter in the mail uh, from him, looking for his birth mother, not knowing that they had, you know, that his parents, his birth parents, had gotten married. And uh, they, uh, the letter came in the mail, addressed to him to my mother in her maiden name. And actually, my mother didn't had didn't have the courage to even tell our dad about it until about a week later. And then finally, she approached him about it and says, "Hey, by the way, you know, our son that we put up for adoption is now in the picture." And they went down. He was living in Florida. They went down, talked to him, met him, and uh, didn't tell us until after they came back. It was fr- probably close to a year from the time that they knew wow. that he was in existence and in the picture. And then. Uh, can't, you know, so. Any is there any resistance uh, within the family to uh, you know uh, to you know, this person imposing on the will? Oh no, absolutely not. No, uh, two things happened. My mom passed away within a year of her hearing about him. She passed away, and then my father he he had a little 
not resentment against him, but I think he was embarrassed by the whole situation. He didn't want to tell anybody. And, and the ironic part about it, why, why mom didn't even want to say anything, I don't know if you guys remember Maury Povich or not, but she was afraid that Maury Povich would get to hold this story and not ever, uh, she didn't want it to be known to the world, you know. Understood. She was, one of nine, she was one of nine kids, and the only people that even knew about her pregnancy was her mother. She was the oldest of nine. It was her mother. Her father did not know, and the doctors and my father. She actually, three months before she had the baby, went to a... Uh, Sir, i, I got to put you on hold. I'm uh, Josh, got to put him on hold. I'm up against the clock here. I'm a prisoner of the clock, guys. I'm sorry. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome. It's uh, Bowerly News Radio 930 WBN. Continuing what we started at the end of yesterday's show, just doing it at the beginning of today's show because the calls yesterday were so incredibly compelling, uh, and that is uh, you did the Ancestry.com. You did the 23andMe. You got some shocking results. Maybe a child you didn't know you had. Maybe a child you thought was yours wasn't yours. Uh, which could lead to some very interesting discussions, or maybe you were on a business trip to Dubuque uh, during the course of your marriage, and you had a one-night stand. Unbeknownst to you, you have a child growing up in Dubuque. That child has reached adulthood, contacts you, says, Hi, Dad. That's got to be one of the most awkward conversations ever. It would not be awkward for me, but it just it isn't going to happen. It's it's not going to happen. It's just it's absolutely impossible. All right, eight oh three oh nine thirty because they were all guys. Duh, eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty one eight hundred six one six W B E N. Let's go back to uh, Al in uh, Hamburg. Uh, Al uh, was talking about uh, discovering a full brother that he never knew that he had had. And only a few people knew about his then unwed mother's uh, pregnancy status. Mom and dad did eventually marry, and they went down to meet their long-ago adopted son living in Florida, came back, waited a while, and then broke the news to Al. Guess what, Al? You've got a brother. And you wanted to continue. You hit the nail on the head. You just told the story in about the, 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 the half the time I did, but that, that, that's word for word exactly what happened. So uh, the, the cool part about the whole thing, we have got a great relationship now. Uh, you know, he's actually living a little bit north of here now. He's in the, the Carolinas, and uh, he's been up here multiple times, actually stayed with my wife and I, him and his, and his lady. So uh, it's been a good thing. The other part of this whole story that I wanted to share with you, and this is another cool part about my wife and I have actually got an adopted son. And we told our parents about it when they were still living that we were thinking about adopting. And my mother was just, her, her draw job is like, uh, Huck, why would you want to do something like that? Well, come to think, we didn't know about my older brother at the time. And uh, she was like, I don't know if you want to, she never said it, but it was like, I don't know if you want to do this or not. Well, then. 
the minute we walked in the house with the baby, she fell in love with him, and they were best of friends for until mom passed away. But uh, he's, uh, what, 33 mm-hmm. right now, and uh, mom's been gone for 30-plus years now, so they didn't know each other real long. But uh, it, just the fact that we were thinking about adopting was, like, almost devastating to my mother at the time until this, she met the baby. And, mm, that's... You know, that, it's an, well, that, that, that's very that's very interesting. Now, just out of curiosity, your 33-year-old adopted son, has he done the DNA, and does he have any interest in knowing from where he came? Well, let me share that story with you, because that's page two. Uh, thank goodness for Facebook. His birth mother actually went on Facebook solely for the reason to find his 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 birth his, uh, biological son. Uh, she was 14 at his conception. Uh, just turned 15 when he was born. My wife and I were selected. He's actually biracial, and that's not best besides the fact, but she was looking for the right family to, to place him with, and uh, of several families, because of some of the history that we had with the Fresh Air Fund, uh, we actually uh, were selected by the birth mother to uh, for her to place him with us. So, And another cool part about that, he was born in Canton, Ohio. We went down to pick him up at the hospital on, in uh about a week after he was born, and the birth father wanted uh, to keep the baby and would not sign off because he did not sign off. She refused to sign off. We went home from Kenton, Ohio. We came back to Buffalo empty handed. A week later, we get a call. And the judge that was on there was phenomenal. He he told uh, the birth parents that he had, had approved that they could you know raise his kid and you know had the money to do it and pay the, the hospital bill, the whole night, the package. When they realized that it was not possible for them to do that, then they decided to sign off. They called us and said, come on down to get him a week later. So he actually, uh, we picked him up. He was 16 days old. We picked him up at the uh, uh, hospital down in Canton, Ohio. See, that's, so, that's and, very interesting because uh, these days the whole issue of interracial adoption, biracial adoption, it's a very controversial issue because there are some people who believe black kids need to grow up in a black family. White kids need to grow up in a white family. But it, it, it's it, obviously a lot has changed over the past 33 years. I'm glad that things worked out for you well. And at least uh, the good news is you, you might not have come back with the baby the first time, but you got a chance to see the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you picked up your portable no, we, wall uh, mural of the Canton within, Bulldogs. Within 10 minutes of us finding out that we were coming home, coming home empty-handed, we headed straight home. I mean, it was. It took us five hours to get down there and three hours to get home. It just get out of my way. My wife passed out in the front seat of the car, oh. and uh, I drove straight home. So understood. Take, cool thank you, it. you know, Al. Thank you. Thank you very much. Down. Thank thank you very much uh, for the phone call. I appreciate that. I believe Canton, Ohio, is also the uh, burial place of President William McKinley. Uh, buried there along with his wife, Ida. McKinley, of course, was shot on the 6th of September, 1901, here in Buffalo, New York. And there's a little monument on one of those streets by Forest Lawn. Let's go to uh, one of those Randy Canadians um, who seem to play a very prominent role in a lot of calls here today, uh, impregnating American women, then running off to the Great White North. You devils. Uh, Ron in Canada. You're on WBEN, but you've got a sad story. I have, Tom. It's uh... It was easy for me. Like you, it didn't really bother that much. A young uh, a door, a note was left in the door of my house. A young lady wanted to meet me at a Tim Hortons. I went to the Tim Hortons. I recognized the name. I didn't know what she looked like. 
a woman came in in her 40s, well-dressed, well-appointed, walked up to me and, and said to me very, very sadly, I think you're my father. And uh, I wasn't shocked at all. I, I wasn't upset. I sat down. I said, please tell me why. She said, you came home in April 1969 on leave from the RCMP, and nine months later, I was born. She said she investigated about two other fellows. Nobody would cooperate. And she said, would you, would you please have a DNA test? Well, I, I hadn't, uh, I'm separate. I had no children. I said, certainly. I, I would gladly do that. She'd be a perfect daughter. We had the, the DNA test, and not even close. She was... Uh, Spanish-Irish, and I was Scandinavian-German. So it was very sad. She was in tears, and uh, I was upset. She would have met a perfect daughter. It was very sad that she was oh. not my daughter. Well, there's nothing that says you can't be friends, despite the obvious difference in age. I mean, but you have to, but you have to admit, when she told you about her sleuthing abilities, going through the RCMP records, uh, you might have thought that was a family trait. No, I think her mother. I think her mother told her that her aunt knew who the father was, and the aunt would not tell her. So oh, that's, she was very upset. Yeah, did well. Okay, with with all of the new samples that the ancestry people have and the twenty three and Me people have, the database is always growing. So, is has she? Do you know if she has been able now to find her uh, the name of her birth father? No, I haven't seen her since, and I did an ear swab. I didn't do a saliva. I did an ear swab. Ear swab? Yes. Uh, I've, never, I've never heard of that. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just, uh, okay. I, I mean, I have the buccal swab, yeah, the spit, yeah, but never have I heard about an ear swab. But, uh, you know, I, I, like you, I was not upset when she told me. I thought that she'd be a, a perfect daughter. Well, what, what well, a shame. And, and you know what, um, Ron, I, you still have her contact info, right? I do. I do. You know, why don't you drop her a line and ask, hey, with uh, all of the advances, with all of the new people who have contributed DNA to these companies, there might be a cousin or a second cousin where she can put two and two together and at least get that answer to the question that's plagued her her entire life. Who is my daddy? I'll do that tonight, Tom. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good luck, Ron. I hope I hope the result is in the affirmative. A great program, Tom. Thanks. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, uh, I, I'm i rather fond of this topic myself. Like I said, it, it's not one of these, we're blowing out the phones, but it is um, very fascinating, uh, at least to, I, I hope to you guys. I mean, I heard a lot of good things about uh, yesterday, so that's why I brought it over to today. Because, uh, like I told you earlier, I, I don't assume that people listen to every four hour, every show, all four hours. Uh, I think it's probably more segmented than that. So, if I got a good topic at the end of a show that I think needs more time, I've done this two days in a row. I'm more than happy to uh, to bring it back. Good, bad, and ugly stories about DNA testing, and we have run the gamut today on WBen. Um, I'm going to be off tomorrow due to unforeseen circumstances. No big deal. I should be back um, on Monday. Um, yeah, I <laughs> should be back on Monday. Uh, let's go to uh, Tom in Tonawanda. Tomas, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Uh, yes, Mr. Bowie. This is about my brother. Uh, five years difference in age. And as we grew and grew and grew, you know, he had a different last name than I did. And, uh, you know, being young, I, we just let it pass and that. And then finally, and 
you know, it came up and that stuff. And in the 50s and 60s, that was squashed. And so, you know, time went on again. And then when I came back from the service, my brother was, you know, every Father's Day in our house, he would explode. He wanted to know who his father's was. And I said, I don't know, Rich. I don't know. I, I went to some family members that I trusted and that stuff. Couldn't find an answer. So I hired a private detective, and they did what they could. There was no DNA testing at that time, no swabbing and that stuff. But what they did find out was my brother, when he was born, did not get a birth certificate. He got a certificate of birth. And that only means that the doctor was there when he was born, and my mother, obviously. And we couldn't find any resolution to him. He was a very tormented man, and he died very young at 55. Oh, that's... It was it was horrible, Tom. And, and I presume he died before the advent of uh, DNA testing, which would have answered in all probability his burning question. Yes, sir. I I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I'm very sorry to hear that, uh, but... Uh, uh, that, uh, he was a great, he was a great guy. He would oh, he belonged to the Alhambras and all that stuff, and he'd drive around in them little cars and money for kids and that stuff. And it was horrible. Well, it's you know what everything he did uh, for uh, for uh, humanity. It's a shame that he was, as you said, uh, tormented. I thank you very much uh, for the call, Tom. And you know we we today we take DNA testing for granted. Uh, but remember, in the early 1990s with the OJ trial, DNA was still kind of in its infancy uh, in terms of a in its relative uh, infancy in terms of being a crime solving thing. Now, every CSI show is all about DNA. Right. Let's go to. Uh, and I did not know. Did you guys know before watching CSI Las Vegas that peach pits, if you grind them up, actually make cyanide? Look out, Josh. Look out. Uh, let's go to Joanne in uh, Buffalo. I'm uh, going to switch gears after 4 o'clock today, give you guys something new to listen to. Uh, Joanne in Buffalo, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hello. How are you? You've got a great story about DNA. I do. So about 20 years ago, my husband um, met a guy through work, and we became really good friends with him and his wife. Would hang out with them, go to dinner with them, you know, go out and have a few drinks with them. And she was adopted, which she knew for a while. And so she started searching for her birth parents. She found her mother, um, reconnected with her mother, but her mother would not tell her who her father was. So she continued on trying to search for her father and, you know, went on to do Ancestry.com, whatever. And it turns out that she's a relative of mine. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? I'm dead serious. How, how close a relative? Um, I think like a third, a third cousin was uh, her father. 
Oh, that's real. So she got the answer to her question and also verified that there was a blood relationship between you and her. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is absolutely bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. But, you know, Joanne, we have heard, I don't know if you've heard these stories uh, from the, what, 5 o'clock hour yesterday and the first couple of hours today, but these stories have run the gamut uh, from absolutely, completely heartwarming and emotional and feel-good to downright depressing. And, and this is a fascinating one. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it when she texted me and told me. Good Lord. So you also did the DNA testing, or did, are you are you on a database somewhere else? No, my sister did it. So gotcha. Yeah, so it came up, you know, that my sister was her relative, and she connected it to me. How about that? Uh, Joanne, thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate the call. Who who knew her best her best friend turns out to be her third cousin, and they didn't even know it until the DNA testing. Um, I don't know if uh, you guys... Um, are, are interested in, uh, I know you guys were interested in this, uh, obviously, because otherwise I wouldn't have done it uh, as a topic. But uh, coming up on uh, WBEN, I'm going to mention the C word. Um, I don't know if it's going to cost me my job, but you will hear the C word coming up in the next hour of the show. We're not going to do the DNA stuff anymore. We're going to switch topics to give the 4 o'clock and later crowd a fresh topic instead of yesterday's topic. Um, nothing wrong with leftovers. Nothing wrong. But you wouldn't want to eat them at the same time every day for, you know, you know how you are with leftovers. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.